Hey everybody, this is Al Nash from the Unapologetic Women Reempowerment Dynasty, and you're listening to the Unapologetic Women Podcast, the show for women who choose to live their legacies unleashed, unlimited, and unapologetic. If this is a space you're curious about, visit unapologetic-women.com. Today, we're talking about letting go of goals, amongst other things, with Laya Sastre. Laya is a virtual business manager and a mom of two. She loves partnering with small businesses to ensure the smooth running of their business with a focus on the creation of robust and efficient processes to effectively scale up. She also has years of experience in marketing and communications, which she brings to the table when working with her clients. Thanks so much for joining us. You don't want to miss this one. This is Laya. It's so nice for me to have more women from New Zealand saying yes to coming onto the show because for majority of the part, it's, it's overseas ladies. Um, and so I, I felt it was really important to start giving the, the women on this island a, a platform for voice as well. I think a lot of the times we think that just because people live in a specific country that they their experiences are so different from ours because their culture is so different from ours. And if there's one thing that I've come to understand in this lifetime is we are so much more the same than what we are different. And no matter where you live, there are themes that we all go through, that we all grow through. Um, and, and so for me, that's really what's important. It's let's start helping women realize wherever you are in the world, you're not alone. You're not the only one going through what you are going through. And let's start normalizing the conversations that's not being had because we are socialized to shame and reject certain life experiences, which is part of us being human. So and we are, oh, thank you for having me. And we are all human. Uh, it's something that um, I think we sometimes as human beings, women, men, but we struggle to embrace is that our nature and our genuinity, how we truly are and to connect with ourselves. And uh, it's something that now, finally, and it's still a work in progress, I got to the point where it's key, it's essential to me to keep moving forward in any area of my life. But I've, in the last two to three years, I had so many breakthroughs through my personal growth journey. And actually, I started seeing momentum in my business, for example, or in certain areas of my life, when I was connecting at a deeper, deeper level with myself and with that part of myself, that I was trying to keep down because for whatever reason, whatever was your experience, whether you were a child or whatever traumas or things that you don't want to remember, they are part of ourselves that we want to keep in. And actually, you need to let them out to keep growing, to keep moving forward. In life, in general, I'm not talking just business, I'm, talk I'm talking life, you know, and um, I'm originally from Spain. I'm not a New Zealander, but I've been here despite my very true blue kiwi accent i've been in new zealand for over 10 years now actually no it's my next week is my anniversary my 10 year anniversary next week and um we are all the same it's all about choices and how we chose to show up and share and i just think that some people struggle a little bit more than others to show that true selves but I think it's a growth journey that you need to go through and um, when the time is right. And, and what a beautiful time to live, you know, at, at this time, because I have so much compassion for us, by the way. I, I do believe, especially for us who are a little bit, have been on this planet a little bit longer, we were brought up and conditioned in a different way than what the next generations are being brought up. And authenticity is now the new buzzword in, in many, many ways. But let's just be honest here. We did not grow up to just be our authentic selves. We had to behave in a certain way 
from one area to another area. So how you behaved at home had to be different from how you behaved at school, had to be different from how you behaved with your friends, had to be different from how you behaved with family. We were brought up in condition to be compartmentalized personalities and what is safe to express and what is not safe to express. And now all of a sudden humanity thankfully is saying, that's exhausting enough already. And let's have compassion as well, that if that is how you were brought up, it's not that easy to just go, oh, okay, cool. I just get to be myself now. Because I know for me, it was a, and who am I? Who am I if I removed all the roles I have been playing? And am I enough? Will people like me? Can they accept me? Do I not have to put on easy braces? It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. And those are all the things that usually hold us back for a long time. I'm turning 40 this year, and I am now starting to understand who I'm truly at. And still working on it, still working with my inner self, discovering myself. But when I look back, when I was in my 20s or my thir 30s, I think, I always say that I'm like good red wine, that I get better with age, you know? Uh, because as I have more experiences, I, I, you know, I evolve and I change. However, um, I just look back when I was in my 20s and I remember things like, things that I couldn't even understand about myself, how others will see me, how afraid I was of being judged and not accepted and all those things that then I realize those are things that only hold us back because we are not embracing our own self, whatever it is. It doesn't matter which point you are in life. It's whatever point you are or whatever, you know, moment you are in, embrace what you are living, what you are going through, even if it's bad, because it's our bad experiences are what make us who we are today, right? Um, but I think it's very, very tough when you've grown up with, you know, certain structure. Uh, in my case, for example, my mind told me that I had to be, you know, very independent. I had to study, had um, a good job, being independent. I couldn't depend of men, you know, like you can marry, you can be with whoever you want to be, but you need to be independent. You can't, you know, and then it, this specific thing has generated so many issues in my life because then I got married and I had kids and I decided to work slightly less to be spend time with my kids but I was I couldn't cope with the fact that my husband was working full-time and generating more income than I was because I was working less hours for example it was shocking for me to to come to understand that I'm not happy with that because I am programmed in a way that you know I have to produce the same, even that I was producing even more because I was working and I was being, you know, I was working 24 seven, you know, but for me is this financial dependence that my mom, you know, created for me, which I know it came for a place of love and she wanted me to succeed and she wanted me to avoid situations that she was in when, you know, when I was a kid, my parents divorced, you know, but it, for me, it generated, you know, lots of roadblocks and um, issues in, in my other life because I struggled to accept not, you know, not generating so much once I became a mom, for example. And I chose to dedicate part of my time to my family. This so, is interesting for me that this is coming up because I've been noticing a trend. You know, I love studying humanity and I love studying human behavior and, and really seeing what's going on and, and how things change in society. And again, we never make anybody wrong or anybody's beliefs wrong. Or, yeah. But isn't it wonderful how we went from a very codependent kind of relationship between men and women to a push for the independent women? And again, not taking it away at all, ladies. But how we are evolving into an interdependent woman. And the interdependence comes into, you know, for those of us who are choosing to be in a relationship, understanding that there is a vision for the 
unit for the family unit or the relationship unit and we all get to play different parts in that we don't have to be independent financially independent women in order for us to have an amazing life and a rich life and and it gets to change over our lifetimes as well right so there's a time for us to be independent women and there's a time for us to be interdependent women and there's a time for us then to gain be more independent depending on where we find ourselves in life and i find it heartwarming that more and more women are taking that yoke off themselves and saying, I have to prove something by being a certain type of woman and kind of go, for where I'm at in my life now, how do I get to be as a woman to be my happiest, most fulfilled, most enriched self and have the best experience? So one of the things that I decided a while back is to stop listening to everyone hard to say. Because um, when I started my business, and again, this has evolved in the last two years because I decided I don't know what I want to do, but I'm going to take imperfect action and do it. And then two months later, I was pregnant with my second daughter. <laughs> very bad pregnancy, very sick the whole, you know, pregnancy, the maternity leave. So I had like my first year and a half was like a break, like a, a broken year and a half because I was trying to, you know, find someone to support my business and the maternity leave and everything. But everyone has something to say, a piece of advice, of advice to all for about how to be a mom, how to be a business owner, how to succeed, succeed in life. And I just wanted to take it all in and learn from everyone. And, and then what I was doing, without knowing it, is that I was just putting so much weight on my shoulder, so much pressure with things that probably weren't even a good fit for myself. You know what I mean? But because I just wanted to be it all. I wanted to be the perfect, imperfect woman, the perfect business owner, the perfect mom, the perfect wife and a wife and friend and daughter. And, and then I didn't realize like I was getting, uh, how would you say in English, like this, um, Oh my God, now I can't find the word in English, but I was getting too much on my shoulders. Yeah, overwhelmed. It's yeah, I was feeling overwhelmed because I was taking too much on. Like I didn't have a limit. I would say yes to everything and yes to learn everything and to keep doing everything. And we just can't. Till I realized that I know there are so many coaches and people teaching how to do business out there on how to be moms like I have this joke with my with my friends from my coffee group uh, we were a coffee group out of we were 10 families 10 women and three of us um fun enough the three Latino in the group Spain Chile and Mexico we we generated our own group till you know for the last four and a half years and we have this joke that I always say that we have the club of the bad moms because we don't follow the rules as they stand, you know? And uh, they always laugh, but that's true. It's like at some point it was like, well, this maybe works for you. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for the life I want to design. It doesn't work for the life I want to have. It doesn't work for my family. It doesn't work for whatever it is. So I decided I need to stop listening to others because all I was feeling me was overwhelmed for so many possibilities and so many things I could do. and I. I couldn't do because I just didn't have the capacity, the time capacity. But you know, when you become a mom with uh, my daughters are one and four, when they are little, you are a little bit, you know, tight with time. So it was just crazy how I got in this spiral till I realized, no, I don't have to. I don't have to do it all. And I don't have to do what others say that I have to do. Why don't I just stop, listen to myself and try to figure out what works for myself internally and listen to my gut rather than following you know all the trends of how to build your business how to be a great man everything out there absolutely and i feel it's part of the consciousness evolution that we are going through at the moment you know i come from two decades or like two decades of coaching and i got to the point of taking a step back and going oh hmm it's not working for me anymore. Why is this not working for me anymore? Why is it not working for me to be part of this industry anymore? And that is when I started creating self-leadership. 
because what I've come to understand is that coaching, mentoring, all of that, it's very masculine. It's, it's completely masculine, right? It's problem solving, it's goals, it's timelines, it's drive, it's motivation, it's um, processes and procedures, but there's no feminine intuition in there. There's no feminine exploration and experimentation in there. There's no feminine creating uniqueness in there. It's a very replicable kind of format that is happening at the moment. And it works for people who are very driven and in that masculine energy. And it worked for me for a long time. I'm not making it wrong for people for who it is working with. But I feel that especially in women at the moment, there's an evolution taking place where we are going, whoa, stop the bus. I don't have anything to prove. I don't want to replicate what you are doing. I don't have the same dreams and ambitions and vision as what you do. I want to have a really amazing life now. Not once I've achieved my goals from a day-to-day -day experience. And that is about checking in with yourself. And it is about having curious conversations. It is about taking the pressure off ourselves. It's about dreaming, not setting goals. It's about being inspired, not motivated. It's about having fun in business and experimenting how business works for us. If there were no rules, if there were no templates, if there was no mentors, if they but it takes a specific kind of woman to want to do that because you have to get to that point where your enjoyment of life is more important to you than results to show to other people. It's only then that I believe we come back to, ah, oh, how do I want to do it? Like for shits and giggles, what if this was possible for me? And you can't get that in the coaching and mentoring world the way that it is now because it's so teaching and rigid and so replicable. So congratulations on coming through on the other side, girlfriend. Thank you. And uh, actually, it's work in progress, but it's been um, it's been an amazing um, journey. The last few months, actually, it was they have been like I remember at the end of last year I was super busy and I have a very strong masculine energy as well I am super focused even I mean come on like the work I do for others I work on setting up the right foundation for their business through systems processes and everything so that's huge for me um I have this you know driven energy and high energy that it can be too much sometimes for some people you know and I remember last November working with a new client and thinking what are going to be my big goals for next year, because last year was a huge year for myself. I came back from maternity leave, I rebranded. I worked with other professionals setting up the foundations of my business. I did so much stuff. I was feeling exhausted, but I was thinking what are going to be the big goals for next year? What can I prove to myself that I can do next year? And then in December, it finally, the penny dropped, it's like, I don't need big goals for next year. All I need is to pause, to learn how to pause. So I just scratch, like I took this piece of paper, made a ball, threw it to the windows of, well, to the recycling bin. And I decided that my only and unique goal for this year was going to be to pause and consolidate, whatever that looks like. And rather than wanting to do huge planning around how to get where I want to be financially. And for me, it's not only financially, it's more designing my business around my family needs and the hours that I want to work. I don't want to work 40 hours a week and that's fine. And I don't have to work 40 hours a week. I want to work very um, flexibly and everything. So it was all about that. And so I started doing very easily some of my planning but on a way that it was manageable for myself because when you see and I teach people I work with my clients on the annual planning and I see how overwhelming it can all be like suddenly having to make these huge decisions so I always try to make it manageable in a way that because I was feeling overwhelmed so it's like letting this masculine side of myself be there and I respect it and I know it serves me 
but also for me the goal is to live the, my feminine side flourish and to connect with myself and feel what I really need and want and let's see what it takes me. And uh, I guess it's what everyone calls momentum. You start doing that and things start happening and then you realize that something is going on there, you know? Yes, and it's different. It's different because it's exciting, because it's unexpected and I get delighted all the time and go, oh my God, how did that just come into my life? And I know how it came into my life and yet, because I am not forcing it, I am not making it happen, I'm actually enjoying the journey so much more because I am always have this expectant delight of what is today going to bring. Like, you know, even as you said before the time, you didn't prepare for this call. And I'm like, yeah, because why would you want to prepare for this call? We're just having a conversation. <laughs> but that's how we were conditioned and raised, right? We have to be prepared. Because yeah. if you if you fail to prepare, you're prepared to fail, and and all of those chants that we all know so well. But what if we start living more spontaneously and intuitively and openly and freely and just connecting with humans again instead of being this regimented little toy soldiers? So. Let's go to the question that I have to ask everybody and that I normally ask right at the start because I think this is the perfect space for it. What does it mean to you to be an unapologetic woman? Through my recent inner work, for me at the moment, it's just to embrace and accept myself as I am and not caring about what other things about it not being afraid to show up as who I truly am. I just let myself be myself, genuinely myself, because I just realized very recently that for years, years in the corporate world, years in business, I was just showing up as I thought my potential clients, so my network would accept, expect me to show up. I was even afraid of embracing my accent and my uniqueness through my through my where I come from and this accent of mine that I'm never going to lose because for goodness sake I learned English with 29 year old you know what I mean like I'm never going to lose my accent but I was super worried every time that I had to go for a job interview or I had to do a discovery call with a client that they weren't going to uh, they were going to have some I don't know some results or some some issues with me not you know having an accent and English not being my first language or or my personality because I am too full-on sometimes <laughs> you know what I mean well and now I see that's an opportunity because and actually I'm, I'm going to start working next week but I've already started working with someone to work on my website copy that I've never put so much time and energy on that so I decided it's time for me to kind of um to do some proper work and someone to help me with my website copy and I just want to repel all those people it's not trying to track my dear client it's repelling those people that just are just not the right fit for me if they if I am too full-on or if I have an accent or if I am too direct or if I am you know I just don't want to put any time and energy in that you know what I mean I just want uh, to I I truly believe that everyone that we meet in life in any area of our life is there for a reason. It's the perfect moment to meet that person to teach us whatever they have to teach us. So same I want in business. And uh, if we are a great fit, great. If not, let's not put our time and energy in there, you know? So now this year is all about who I really am. And I want to um, to show that through, through my LinkedIn posting or through my website or through when I put myself out there and I go networking, I'm not scared anymore. I remember going to those networking events, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, we want to say how to behave because I'm just not being scared anymore. Like not having fear to be myself. And actually it's incredible how when you allow yourself to live truly based on your beliefs and who you are and embracing who you are, how people embrace that too and they value for your own uniqueness. Yeah. And if they don't, that's not my problem, you know? 
And that's the thing. And I feel like that's where I'm moving into business and, and really what the shift is in consciousness that I'm really working towards is for people to understand that business gets to be um, an exchange of gifts, whatever our gifts are with our friends. And not everybody are our friends. And so we don't have to be friends with everybody and we don't have to be in business with everybody. I only want to work with people that I call friends. I only want to surround myself in business with people who are my peers and who are my friends and who adore me, who don't necessarily have to agree with me on everything. But because we have such deep love and admiration and acceptance of each other and for each other, it's irrelevant. We don't have to agree. We get to have a rich experience with people. But they're coming from the same heart frequency. That I think it's key. I And now I even tell my husband every time that we have a more serious conversation, sometimes I let, let's pause for a second and let's talk from my heart. Let's talk from a, from a place of love and peace. And let, you know, rather than let's come to that place of, you know, who we are inside of that. We are energy, we are love. Let's talk for a place like that, you know, from there. And then we don't have to agree, as you said, but we can make incredible things happen from that space. Yes. And actually, we all have different ways to see things, different perspectives. And, you, you know, like, you can, we both are looking at the same screen and we are seeing different things. It's all about perspective. But how cool is when you can share those perspectives with other people from different, um, you know, people with different experiences and you can see things that you weren't able to see until now. And you don't have to convince other people and they don't have to convince you because when we really open up to other people's perspectives, it's because we are curious about them, because we care enough about them that we want to see the world through their eyes, not to give up our own worldview, but to that, that's where the richness comes in, right? And that's why I don't want like-minded people around me all the time, because then we're all thinking the same and we're all looking at the same things. I'm like, no, no, I want to, to have different-minded people in my world because then I get to experience even more of the world through different eyes. And that is how I get to know people. You just put it in a way that I didn't think of before. And actually just, I had this little blurb on my brain saying, that's true. Like we keep using that word. Oh, today I catch up with all this group of like-minded people or women or, or men or whatever. And actually, no, it's lots. Most of the time, they are not like-minded because in big groups you have lots of different people. But it's like how true it is having those different-minded people um, collaborating and adding value to each other. And because one of the things that I just also realized very recently is like it looks like we are trying to compete in business. Where competing in business will take you nowhere. But finding synergies, collaborations, people that they do maybe the same thing that you do, but in a different way, how we can collaborate, how we can learn from each other rather than seeing that person as a, you know, your enemy or, or your competitor, like let's embrace uh, other people, even if they do the same thing that we do, because we can still learn from each other. And actually we don't have to reinvent the world like they are. Many people they're trying to reinvent the world. It's just to making things that already exist there to work for us. At least that's me, like trying to be, to work smarter, not harder those days. You know what I mean? I just don't think I have to have a bright idea. I just need to find my own way, you know? Yes, yes. And I love that. You know, that's one of the reasons I started the soiree because I didn't want to go to networking meetings for various reasons. I wanted to just hang out with my besties. Um, and one of the beautiful things that we've come to understand is that because we invest so much time in our friendship, in building friendship in the space, 
the collaboration that is happening and the co-creation that is happening is astounding. It's, it's kind of like way beyond what any of us ever expected it would be. And because we are so open with each other, there is no competitive mindset within the group. We were talking today about how we are meeting people and introducing, but we're almost introducing through the group. Like one woman would introduce somebody to me and then I go, oh yeah, you need to meet so-and-so in the group. And she goes, oh, and you need to meet so-and-so. And every touch point is somebody that she needed to meet on her journey. And she adds richness to our individual and collective journey. And so when we get out of that competitive mindset and we start following our intuition and our heart and go, you need to speak to so-and-so and so-and-so, I don't know why, then we start seeing the layers that actually is possible in introduction rather than the transactional model, which is give and take. And which model, like it's, quite common when you go to networking events. Uh, it used to scare me a lot. Like, I hate sales. <laughs> I hate the Well, I say I hate sales. I am still digging, why do I hate sales? And <laughs> trying to find the deep root of why I hate like core sales. Are we all sell something, you know? But, um, but going to those networking events where you, like the requirement was that you had to generate sales for those. You had to do all these referral things like, I was feeling that I wasn't in the same frequency or I'm not sure how to phrase it, but not in the same energy level, you know what I mean? So that's why I stuck back from networking last year's like, that's kind of not working for me uh, because I was getting this pattern on I have to go there to get business and it wasn't working for me. It's like, no, that's not how it should feel. You know what I mean? So this year when I decided I am going to start networking again, I'm doing it in a, such a different way. And being a mom and a working mom, I'm so time poor that I'm really picky about, you know, which things do I, I attend in person or which things I do online. Um, but I think that the hardest bit for me is finding people in that same frequency. Frequency is everything and thank goodness for technology. You know, on one hand, there's a lot of technology that I'm not really um, pro for myself because of who I am and, and how I like to operate. But then again, it's opened up our world so much, like even for this podcast, you know, and, and my friends are all over the globe. I wouldn't have had that without this technology. And we were actually talking about it on the call today. It's like we get to use technology to support us in whatever way we want it to support us. And I think for me, one of the great ways is I get to have my in-person life be completely about my, my personal life. There's no, I don't do any business locally. So there's no business life here where I'm living. I get to do my business life internationally and it works so well for me because I'm such a private person and I quite like it this way. And of course, everybody gets to do it their own way. But I do think it's like we have to start using what life is gifting us to create the lives that feel good. And if something that you're doing doesn't feel good, stop doing it because everybody tells you you have to do it until it takes bullshit if it doesn't feel good it's not feeling good to you for a reason there is another way that feels great but you have to be willing to experiment and you have to be willing sometimes to do things in an unorthodox way and you have to sometimes be willing to not do it now you know i've also come to the understanding that this whole we have to live out of our comfort zones and we have to take the scary action. It's not true. Like if, if we believe that we need to be afraid all of the time, why would we want to live on fear frequency when we can allow ourselves to calibrate to our desires and then take the action when it feels good? We actually get way better results. 
Yeah, I guess I guess it's uh, but the, but you are right. Like it's something that is sold all the time. You need to put yourself out of your comfort zone to grow, and I think it works up to an extent because, as you said, if you live in fear, what life are you living? You know what I mean. And so I found that I do things that make me feel slightly uncomfortable sometimes, but I have a very strong body feeling when something is not feeling right. And I know how to identify this right away. If something feels like that, I need to stop it. It, it doesn't go with me. I am all about trying new things and getting a, feel, a feeling for that. You know, it's working, it, it works for me, it doesn't work for me, or just a new experience. But also doing things that you feel, not you feel comfortable or uncomfortable, but you that those things sit right with you. It's all about how connecting with your inner self is this sitting well with me. All this in putting my cortisol levels up to the roof, <laughs> you know, and triggering my my desire of run or fly, you know. Yes, yes. I think it's it's time for everybody to take that pressure off themselves and to kind of go, no, I don't have to do things that make me feel like I want to vomit all the time. And I, I don't have to persevere because it worked for somebody else. It worked for somebody else because it was the right thing for them. And it gets to stay the right thing for them. But if it's not the right thing for you, you get to release that and do it another way. And as we're talking, what comes to mind to me is, you know, when we think about a plant, a plant flourishes, germinates in when, when the conditions are conducive for the growth. The plant doesn't go, oh, let me wait until the conditions is at its worst and then it's so uncomfortable and I'm so scared, but I'm going to stick out my roots now because no. that's how I'm going to grow the most. No. <laughs> it is patient yeah. until the conditions is at its best for that specific seed and then it germinates and then it grows and when we have a look at that then we have to start questioning you know the spell that says we have to always grow out of you know we have to be uncomfortable to grow nature defies that nature defies that sentence and a personal growth is a journey it doesn't happen from one day to another and actually i mean you know me for a few years now. When you met me back in 2018, 2017-18, I was, I think I met you right when I was before quitting the corporate world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was totally lost. I didn't know what I wanted. I mean, I knew I wanted to do something else, something more with more purpose, but I was totally lost of, of, around what I want to do with my life, who I'm who who I am really like. Who is Laya? Who is this person? And it was years and years ago. I'm talking about 2018, like a few years back. But it's a journey we all need to go through. And we can't force it. I believe that when you try to force it and to speed it up, you are moving backwards without realizing it because you are trying to reach to a point that you are not ready to, to, to be there. You know what I mean? And learning how to be gentle to ourselves, kind to ourselves, and giving ourselves a space to grow and to, to just learn about ourselves, to connect with ourselves and let whatever thing needs to unleash from that happen. It's actually quite hard, but if you don't go through that process and let it naturally happen, you are just forcing something that is pushing you back. At least it's how I felt because for years I was trying to very hard, like, you know, personal growth, every coaching program, every course, every whatever it's out there like that, you know, um, that I can try to move forward. And actually the response wasn't that. The response was like connecting with myself and going into this self-discovery journey rather than find the answer out there through programs or whatever else was available at the because time. the original purpose of coaching the way that I was trained right many many moons ago was was about creating that one percent change in trajectory for your client through that conversation just one thing 
but it doesn't mean that they instantly change. It's just the start of the thing, right? I so often get clients contacting me years after we work together and go, oh, the penny dropped. I, I, <laughs> I get it now. And I go, yay. And that's one of the reasons I don't really believe in testimonials and stuff. That is instant gratification, kind of surface level result things. The true work, that deep work, we just get to witness a teeny tiny little mm, conscious choice of personal development for the person. And we get to just get them started. But the work is so deep and it takes layers and years and life giving you feedback. And then one day you kind of go, oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense now. <laughs> that makes sense now. That's why Al did that or said that. or Because we just plant. We just plant. And you get to choose what you do with that, right? It's that power of choice. But it's holding that space for introspection so that you can start becoming aware of your thought patterns. So you can start becoming aware of your beliefs. And then allowing life to mature you. I think it's the beautiful thing about it. But it doesn't work when we have a look at what's happening now in coaching and mentoring. It's teaching. It's, it's very much a teaching of what works for the coach or replicable results and stuff. That confuses a lot of people and it takes away their belief in themselves. Yes, it's nice when you're, you're stuck in, in something and you just want to get out of this situation, out of this discomfort. But long term, it, you, it has to come from within. It, for, for the true creatives, the true artists, the true pioneers who are here to have that juicy experience, we all get to a space where we go, okay, honey, it's me and me. Like, What's, who is me? Let's do this. Like, who is me? We are building this life for me. We all get to that space. And that is a beautiful space for women to get to at this time. And a difficult, difficult one to get into, or to, not to get into, difficult one to connect with yourself in the current climate. Um, I see it around myself, all my friends, my network, it was funny listening to one of your other podcasts the other day when this lady was talking, I can't remember her name, but she was talking how she couldn't talk business with her friends, like, or people in her family. And it's like, oh my God, I totally, you know, relate to that because it's like, I have my friends, my female friends, uh, my male friends, uh, but it's like my male friends thinks uh, it's amazing talking to them about business but they have such a different perspective about things. And then all my female friends who are not in business, they get bored after two minutes because they don't get me. They don't get why I'm doing that. They don't, you know what I mean? It's like, they just don't get it. You know what I mean? Um, so it's kind of, at the end of the day, you, you have yourself. And when you learn that you have yourself to connect with, and of course you, you can have all your support network and people to, you know, bounce ideas at, and people finding people in your own frequency that you can share those moments with is super important. And also embracing those and accepting those who are not in the same uh, frequency. But I think that at the end of the day, you have yourself. And it's something that I've learned. I live here in New Zealand. I have no family whatsoever in New Zealand. Uh, I have two daughters. I have very little support. Thank God we have like an amazing nanny and babysitter that um, if one night we want to go out, she can come and help. Or if my husband is going on a trip, I can get some help. But I just realized how um, they say that you need to raise your family as a tribe. And I don't have a tribe here. So not having a tribe here leaves me with myself. And it's been quite hard for me to realize that at the end of the day, the most important person I have in my life, it's me. 
And of course, I can seek my support person and my family from the other side of the world. They are always a video call away, but of course, there is time difference and, you know, all those challenges in between. And the reality is that sometimes I only have myself. And I'm learning how to comfortably and happily live with it, because sometimes I wish I had, you know, that in-person network at the same frequency who will support me no, no matter what. But reality is that we all have different circumstances. And that's why at the end of the day, I have myself and I have to find a way to live my life and design my business that works only for me and my current circumstances. And this will change over time and will evolve. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's me. No, like I'm not saying that it's not, it's super important, your network, your support network and uh, those people in your personal life and business that support you, super important. But also as women, we tend to doubt, doubt ourselves quite often. It's just keeping your, your ego and your thoughts in line. Thank you. Thank you for your opinion. Thank you for your, you know, for your um, advice and highlights. But I now let, let me myself, like my inner self to look into that and make a choice, you know. Beautiful. What do you take an unapologetic stand for in the world? That's actually the other day I went for a run trying to find an answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> and actually lots of ideas came through, but the answer for that, um, I just, for me, standing up for fairness, uh, what's fair in life. Like I recently worked with a friend of mine um, that specializes in the Enneagram personality type uh it was funny because she helped me kind of find out my personality type I always thought that I was the one the perfectionist but that because that's what I was taught growing up during the whole my life you know I was said you are a perfectionist and then I discovered that actually I'm not the one I am an eight and fairness to me is super important and you can do anything and look, it's your life. I'm not going to judge you. But if I see someone like a kid, someone or, or someone that has no resources to defend themselves being attacked or being treated with unfair, you know, unfairly something is something that gets me. So it's something that I, I can I remember being young and I I've not understood what happened there very recently. I was 20 or so, and I saw I was going to the nightclub. I was in my 20s, going 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. with a couple of my girlfriends to grab the, the tube to go to a nightclub in Madrid. And um, I was studying at uni back then. Uh, and I moved from Mallorca, where I'm from, to Madrid to study uh, at university there. And uh, I was walking through the tube station, and I saw a guy hitting a girl in the middle of the street. Now one on the street, just the three of us, three friends and a couple. And without thinking, I just ran and got in the middle of the fight. And the guy came to hit me, of course, because why is this woman coming to defend my cup? And then thank God we were three of us and two girls and then uh, a guy and the guy ran after me like, what are you doing? I grabbed the guy. and. They asked me, why did you do that? Like, why did you jump into a fight and you, you were about to be hit? And I don't know, I just couldn't stand seeing someone on the floor and being hit. So this situation has replicated through my life. Like sometimes I react to things that I can't, I couldn't put a finger on what was the trigger. I just couldn't stand it till I understood when I see someone being treated unfairly. And, and if, if it's people that you see, you know, kids, elderly people or people without resources, like people that you can see that they are taking advantage of, just, I don't think, I just ask. So now I'm just trying not, you know, not to be so impulsive and not to get in the middle of a bite and being hit. Maybe I call the police or something. Um, but that's something that I stand for, like fairness. So if a lady is listening to this and she likes your vibe and she is on your frequency, how does she connect <laughs> with you? Oh, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn. Uh, I'm moving away from all social media, but LinkedIn 
and just don't have time for something else. But feel rich, uh, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn. Um, and can share my email address if you like to. Uh, I'm always on WhatsApp as well, one WhatsApp away. Um, but yeah, I would love to meet people uh, all over the world. I'm um, super keen. I'm I'm all about learning from each other. So if you think we could connect just for a coffee, you know, even a virtual coffee, a nice coffee. I know you like coffee, else. So oh hell yes, coffee. I'm always up for coffee, <laughs> for good coffee, not not crappy coffee. <laughs> You know, I'm not so picky about coffee, but my husband just got the new coffee machine because of that. So I thought I would love that having the proper barista coffee machine at home. Yes, yes, we have to, darling. We have to because we just cannot drink instant coffee anymore. <laughs> Laya, thank you so much. This was an amazing, amazing conversation and always such a pleasure to, to connect with you. And thank you for sharing so openly. You know, I think this is a conversation that needs to be had more and more at this time for women to give themselves permission to create their businesses around the life that they desire to have for where they are in that time of their lives and understanding that it changes and our businesses get to change with us in a way that always feels good. It has to enhance our lives. Too many businesses are detracting from women's energy and their enjoyment and um, the things that are really important to them. So thank you for this. Really appreciate it, my friend. My very, um, very, thank you very much, Al, for just hearing me out, <laughs> giving me the opportunity to share my story. And I've truly, I've truly enjoyed listening to other women's stories because I realized that I'm not alone in the world. There are lots more women out there going through similar things and having those constant growth and inner connection that we all need. So thank you for sharing it out. You're so welcome, darling. To all our listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you have enjoyed this as much as I have and that you will give yourself permission to create a life that really enriches you in every single way. And more importantly, Trust yourself, follow your intuition and know that you really can't get this wrong. And this is how we do get to live our legacies, unleashed, unlimited and unapologetic. Have an amazing day further. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review to catch all the latest from me you can follow me on instagram at the unapologetic woman and on linkedin at l naj and if you're interested in experiencing the unapologetic woman friendwork soiree book in for our next open meeting at unapologetic womenasme forward slash unapologetic Thanks again and I'll see you next week.